Today, we're lucky to talk with Jessica Sorcy, an LMFT, perinatal mental health certified and certified internal family systems therapist and founding director of Family Tree Wellness. And we're here to talk broadly about maternal ambivalence. Jessica, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Paulette. So let's start off with definitions. And I'm going to take a stab at defining maternal ambivalence as the project of holding conflicting feelings about mothering. Uh, on the one hand, whatever ideal you bring to this job, and on the other, the actual demands of real life. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Or can you add to that or change that? I think that says it pretty well. From an IFS perspective, an internal family systems perspective, we might also understand that as having polarized parts, parts of us that feel like they're in opposition to each other. Okay. That's a useful way to frame it. I think it is kind of a taboo topic and mothers are quote unquote, supposed to be a certain thing and have a certain set of feelings and Certainly ambivalence isn't in that. And if they're opposing feelings, it may be negative feelings like anger or frustration or regret or something like that, which certainly you don't hear easily linked to motherhood. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about the value of acknowledging all these feelings. What does it look like on the other side? It's a good question for IFS people. So we really do have all the feelings. We really do. They're here already. We're not creating them by talking about them. They already exist. So to, to not keep them shrouded in shame and silence and unconsciousness means allowing them to, to come forward, to be spoken to, to be communicated about, sometimes even when we're lucky, to be interacted with in a caring, respectful way, sometimes compassionate even, or even loving at, you know, the far stretches. So since they're already here, it's kind of ridiculous to think about not acknowledging them. It's like having a child in your family that you don't bring out of the basement, you know, they're here. So it's more like the more we can bring all those kids out of the basement and let them be part of our family and eat at the table and have conversations with them and get to know them. The greater our health is, the the more we're able to show up relationally and as human participants on the planet with a sense that we're okay and that the stuff that we were keeping in the basement is not so shameful, is allowable. People can relate to it. There's room for it. There's a way of understanding it. That is the nature, I think, of true mental health, probably health in general. The converse, you know, keeping stuff in the basement and not speaking to it and not acknowledging it has horrific ramifications that come out in all this stuff, right? Addiction, eating disorders, self-harm, violence, power struggles, all the stuff that makes it dangerous to be with other people. Okay. So I think what you're saying is to acknowledge that we are human and have a full range of emotions, even though maybe social definitions of motherhood don't include those, will make us actually be human in our relationships in a way that fosters connection more than disconnection. You said it. I have a hard time expressing anger because women don't get angry. But my younger child always knew when I was angry because she could read that 17 other cues that I was suggesting that I was angry, no matter what I said, right? right. So you are communicating 
uh, non-verbally in a thousand ways that you're not necessarily aware of. So yes. you might as well be honest because yeah. that's right. You know, it's also confusing to the kid if you're saying one thing, but like energetically sending them some other message, right? It's just confusing. That's right. And um, they'll call you on it in some yes. way. So it's an yeah. opportunity again, for you to become more honest and to, to start pulling your anger out of the basement, out of shame. And to speak to anger, I really think anger is something in you that wants better for you. It's a big advocate for you, something in you that knows your worth more and loves you. And having that reframe, I think for moms is really helpful because you're right. We're all really upset about our anger, really embarrassed by it, maybe horrified by it. It seems like it means something terrible about us because moms are not supposed to be angry. Women aren't supposed to be angry, but especially moms. And I would just prompt moms to really think about anger as something inside that knows you're worth more. And that doesn't mean the baby's not worth something, but that there's something you want and need here and you deserve it. And I'm going to advocate for you. And once you hear it that way, sometimes you can take the volatility down a little bit and start feeling more of a surge of, oh, something inside of me loves me. And I, I want something here. Let me see if I could put this into some language that will actually, you know, bring some good results for me. Yeah. That is a useful reframing. Is there, let's see. Maybe I would say that the way to have a different outcome when you have really polarized parts or ambivalence is to make space to hear both sides. Sometimes there's more than two sides, but for simplicity, we'll say two sides. So you have to give each side as much space and time as it needs to feel fully heard and understood. Therapy is really helpful for that because it's a little awkward sometimes if you don't have practice to set up a situation where you're going to really listen to the side that says, I freaking hate motherhood and I'm over it. And I want out of this thing. And I probably never should have been a mom. Like that actually needs to be really heard hopes and fears. You know, what are the hopes and fears of that part? I'm going to guess that part is afraid you're going to lose yourself. You might lose your job or your momentum you had in your career, or, you know, just your reason for wanting to be alive, your juice. And, and so it's hoping that you can hold on to some of that, some of that essence that makes you, you, and when you start to hear it through like that, you can, you can really start to connect with the, the heart and the humanity of it. It's not just an agitated problem, kind of troubling aspect. It's got a lot of heart and soul in it, and it actually wants something very much for you. So you've, you can hear that one out. And then of course you can hear the other side that wants you to be a good mom and is saying, you know, good moms don't get angry or good moms enjoy spending time with their kids. Okay. What are your hopes and fears over here? Well, I'm hoping that your kids are going to feel well-adjusted and safe with you and that you'll feel a real enjoyment in your bond with them. And what I'm afraid of is that they won't, that somehow they'd get not get enough and that they'll grow up feeling like you did, <laughs> that something vital was missed and I hated that for you and I don't want that for them. Again, heart and soul, right? You can really hear that there's something tender in that that has about it a real care that's probably really congruent with your values. So both sides now are congruent with your values and there isn't really such a sense of war anymore or polarization. It's just different energies 
that are really invested in your well-being in different and unique ways. So once you have some relationship now with, with what seemed like polarized parts or like problematic ambivalence, you start to, you start to feel more like, you know what, it's, it's all different flavors that are welcome in this soup. And I, I like them all in some way. And sometimes it's a little too much of that onion. And then I need to probably sit down and listen to it again and really get the hopes and fears going again. That can be a real easy way to, to get to the essence of it. That's such a useful description. And I think it's so counterintuitive when you have some aspect of you that is angry or frustrated or doesn't fit the mold to give it more space. I think most of us, our natural reaction is to shove it down. <laughs> Do not. Yeah, that's right. And I agree that that does not lead to good outcomes. It's just what the training has taught us, right? You're We're right. Done. Yeah. So it's so useful to hear that that's part of what doesn't feel good about it is it doesn't feel like the right thing to do necessarily, but I don't know that people know what the right thing to do is. And so it's nice to hear that the right thing to do is probably what would feel better, which is to yeah. really explore that idea and, and see where it takes you and think about it. It's a pretty big relief. If, if your system will let you do it, it's a pretty big relief. And I recommend finding a person in your life. Who's not judgmental, who could do this with you. Who's an honest person and has let you know that they too have all kinds of polarized parts or a therapist. And, you know, a lot of therapists, unfortunately are trained in that same way that you're describing to help you, you know, tame your feelings and manage things and kind of get rid of the stuff that's not so good, so to speak. So I, I like IFS for that reason, that the motto is always, you know, all parts are welcome. And so you sit with an IFS therapist and they're going to say about yours, your part that thinks about suicide. Tell me more, not let me call 911 and, you know, get rid of that. No, tell me why this part wants to take you out. What's it really afraid of? What's it trying to help you with? There's this trust that our systems make sense and that there's a good intention in all of our parts. That's another really nice way to say it because I've heard a lot of women say, I must be crazy or telling themselves, don't be crazy. Has it ever helped if someone else has said it to you? No, it's not going to help when you say it to yourself, but it is this unwillingness to allow a voice that is scary or taboo or something like that. So it's such a That's useful right. thing to hear from you that there are places where this makes sense and you can explore it and you will be better for it. That's right. And it's not a problem. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming and talking today. Thanks for your patience with me, Paulette.